I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. Hello. Hello. We're doing this again. I know. I mean, the second time is always the hardest. Yes. <laughs> That's actually not true. It's like the 15th time is the hardest. Well, let's just keep saying that whichever <laughs> successive time, this time is going to be all awkward. Listener, if you're hearing this, know that we have bested the fates. <laughs> The, the first time magic is just gone. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be awful. So no, I'm no longer excited to talk to you. But I am, though, because I literally was dreaming last night about recording this podcast. That's, that's interesting. I was dreaming that I was, like, basically a procurer for the French king, like Louis XIV. No, like what kind of thing? I don't, when you say procure. Like, like women. Like, specifically, I was finding him lovers. And the first thing that came to my mind when you said procurer was hams, probably because of curing <laughs> <That's> meats. <laughs> um, no, not that. I I think it was it was just literally like if you've ever been in a party and stuck talking to someone's irritating significant other, it was like that. Only I was in like the Black Forest with <laughs> with like Louis the Fourteenth and his annoying girlfriend. <laughs> Yes, you do. Well, that's yes, more exciting yes. than me, where I was dreaming about using audacity. <laughs> uh, um, I had a dream a, a little while back. Actually, this is a totally boring story. Basically, I had a dream that I was using software that I was unfamiliar with. And then when I woke up, I remembered what software it was. And I don't actually know how to use that software, so it makes sense. As you get older, your dreams get way more boring. <laughs> way more banal. Um, so, okay. Uh, should we start by talking about specifically the thing that we wanted to talk about, i.e. things that we haven't seen? Should we just I, start with that? I've got, I got, um, I wanted you to know that I have never seen a professional sporting event. Oh, I really misunderstood how this was going. I thought I was going to ask you if you had seen something in much the way that we did last time. We can okay. do both. Well, let's let's talk about how you've never seen a professional sporting event. Um, and while it's like when you're at a restaurant and you, the waitress comes up and she's like, oh, are you ready to order? And you're not ready, but you figure wh- by the time it makes its way around <laughs> to you, you'll know. Um, I'll have thought of something that I haven't seen, like joy in a child's eyes. Um, how Really? Have you really not seen? Uh, to, uh, oh, have you ever seen a events. child? No. <laughs> have you seen it? I know you're lying. I this, saw a child on your Instagram. This yesterday. podcast is just a series of like terrifying revelations about me. <laughs> um, I've never oh, been outside. Yeah. <laughs> light, never seen light. Um, you've never seen a professional sporting event. I have never seen. The last time I was at in the bleachers to see something was a high school football game and I was there to support my f- <laughs> to support my friends in the marching band <laughs> um yeah I mean that make I actually I'm not a I'm not a big sportsman a, a big sporting fan myself uh, as, as you might have realized given that I'm recording a podcast um uh, <laughs> and that you, how many how many ascots do you own? Yeah, I only own the one ascot. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, 
this is like the most Brooklyn thing possible. But earlier this week, I was like, man, I should just start an ascot business because I think these look really good. They do look good. Yeah, right. I think people have forgotten how good ascots look. They're they're professional. They're like dashing. But it's not as formal as a tie. And, and you know, you don't have to be super ostentatious about your, mm. you know, it was, you can have a, like a subtle ascot, not yeah, like the big, like puffy uh, Edwardian or whatever time period. <laughs> Basically, people... if, you, if you search on eBay for ascots, like everything is like Vampire the Masquerade cosplay yeah. stuff. Uh, um, here's here's a fun fact about me. Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that a lot, and I in fact have a a White Wolf based tattoo. What? That's that's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> that I, I have I have on my left wrist, and this is a tattoo I got uh, two years ago. <laughs> so this was an, a, a decision an I made as yeah yeah. As an adult. You were a reasonable person when you made that decision. <laughs> this was this was part of my. Um, I'm in in the span of six weeks. I had to find a new apartment, move to a new apartment, and turn thirty. So that's why I bleached my hair blonde and got a tattoo of five dots on my wrist. Okay, which... I mean that's fairly reasonable. Yeah, no, it's not like it's not like a full back piece of the cover to the um, the player's guide to ghouls or whatever it was. I um, the thing is, I might respect that a little bit more. <laughs> Not that I don't respect a five dot uh, white wolf tattoo on your hand. Got that you've got as a like as a indicator of turning thirty. I actually really respect that idea, mostly because I am actually thinking of getting a tattoo when I turn twenty eight. Yeah, my I, I got it because I can know I've always got five dots in something. What? <laughs> okay, <laughs> confession time. I've never played any of the white wolf games, so uh-huh. I don't. Is is that a that's well, a reference to something? Yeah. Well, how, well, well. How much how much do you know about the Dungeons and the Dragons? I know. Okay, I've actually been trying to get people to play Dungeons and Dragons with me for probably two years now. Uh, it's very difficult. <laughs> Here's the well, thing about Dungeons and Dragons: it doesn't have the best reputation. Uh, among... It is for nerds. Yeah, it's definitely for nerds. Um, and while game everybody loves game of thrones mm-hmm. uh, not too many people are into playing dungeons and dragons oh no there's tons of people who are into playing dungeons and dragons I just don't not know people you them. want to play dungeons well, and dragons with uh, the thing is i actually they had the dungeons and dragons encounters thing i don't know if you knew about this but it was trying to get more people to play dungeons and dragons so they were having um at different game stores like set in sort of like beginner style Dungeons and Dragons games that people could just stop in and join in, roll up a new character really quickly. And I went to a couple of those at a at a local game store here. And it was it was generally pretty great. Um but it was just I mm, Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all lovely people except for the ones who were who were not. Which yeah. I think is is like definitely the signifier of a group of nerds, is that there'll be like fourteen wonderful people and then one person who's just like who ruins who ruins it all. <laughs> who's just a nightmare. Per- but I mean, and and that's that's actually like I think that's indicative of like what nerddom is. Is that 
as a nerd, you don't want to be like, Gary can't play because he's awful. <laughs> it's always a Gary. It's always <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Every but, uh... time it's Gary. That guy, he's not allowed back into the bonus room. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, um, but no, they, I feel bad because there's, there's, I'm pretty sure if, I mean, no one's going to do this, but it would be pretty easy to figure out what D&D encounters games I was at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, so they're going to triangulate and go, that guy's talking about me. Well, well, Gary, you need to learn some, some better Yeah, come skills. on, Gary. Get your shit together. Um, the first time I was there, like, uh, so so you're all in, in one space, and, like, other players or other games are going on behind you with – you're all doing the same encounter, but it's other groups, basically. Mm-hmm. And one person was kind of, like, playing around with it, you know, kind of being funny. And, and the DM, like, freaked out and just started screaming like not at my table and what? uh that was literally the first time i was there and i was like gary dude <laughs> uh a type of person henceforth known as gary's yeah oh the gary's the, the gary's, gary's of the world are why i i i have i have set aside nerd culture well, thought, I, other well, than my my tattoo <laughs> Although, and all although the nerd stuff I do. We say that, but I and to bring it back to professional sporting events, it's not like professional sporting events are bastions of like tolerance and well thinking. Oh uh, yeah, every every it seems to I uh, to to be a big sports fan, you are being a nerd because you're you're knowing all everyone's stats and and you have this this weird, you know, you you have your exact same slavish devotion to uh the sports team as, which i can't even think of one um the the tar heels <laughs> we don't even know what sports are we have no idea hashtag sports um actually i'm i'm from uh i'm from kentucky originally which we spoke about last time mm-hmm. <laughs> i kind of want to bring up um that comic book writer Benito Sereno who we, who we spoke of last time we last very time. briefly mentioned very last time. briefly uh I I actually tweeted at him and I was like hey we mentioned you and or actually no I just mentioned in passing in my Twitter that we mentioned him and um I think he wrote back and asked like in what sense and I was like oh complimentary and he was like oh I definitely can't listen to it because I can't deal with listening to compliments and I was like then it was very insulting and he listened we I actually tricked him into listening to our podcast and he messaged me back and he was like you mentioned me very briefly and the entire time you spent making fun of Kentucky which is where I live (laughs) I was like Oh yeah, mm. I think I I mostly made fun of Kentucky. We, so Kentucky uh, didn't do d- Kentucky didn't come out of that too great. But actually, we just um, oh okay. The entire point of this is that uh, on Friday was the UK U of L game, the uh, basketball game between the University of Kentucky and the, the University of Louisville, um, and it's a huge game in uh, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like a giant rivalry and my parents my grandfather was always a UK fan because he was from Lexington my father was always a U of L fan although the thing is is that it's also my father went to both UK and U of L at different points of time so he really didn't have skin in the game 
Um, but uh, UK won, so that's a that's a big up for Kentucky. Although I guess if Louisville had won, it would have been everybody wins at that game in Kentucky. I just want you to know every time you say UK, my brain is picturing the the whole <laughs> British Isles. Well, I mean, that would be a much more interesting Ireland. basketball game. It's like the UK basketball all-stars versus the University of Louisville. I can't imagine that anybody in 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 the UK, the one that's a country, like even knows what basketball is. <laughs> um that's that's very possible. <laughs> so I uh, I feel really bad. I feel like the last we've been doing this for twelve minutes now, and I feel like it's just been me intermittently talking about basketball games <laughs> in a boring <laughs> way and insulting my fellow nerds. Well, I'm really into insulting nerds because what are they going to do? Are they going to fight me with their little spindly arms? <laughs> they might. They're going to cut me on their braces. <laughs> She says having spindly arms and uh, as and my retainer as but is it's your not your retainer in right now. It's I told you it's permanently glued. Oh wait, yeah. It's yeah. permanently glued to my teeth. <laughs> but it's not sharp. I can't I mean obviously I don't want it to be sharp. It's in my mouth permanently. <laughs> my tongue Speaking has been shredded. To you is pain. <laughs> Yeah, this just... is all part of this. I, I, you know, I, I guess I should mention that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm deeply religious, and uh, in order to to pay for my sins, I uh, cut my tongue constantly by talking. Every, every, it's just there's just there is blood pouring out of my mouth, which brings us back to Vampire the Masquerade, <laughs> or I was gonna say Grim Dark Fantasy. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Gross. My point is five dots is like in, in Dungeons and Dragons when you say say you have a charisma of eighteen, that is it's it's having the max stats. Ah, for, okay. For your celerity or your or the whatnot. Celerity? So, yes. Is is that Yes it is. Is that just glowing like the sun? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure celerity was a stat, and I think it means speediness. Okay. Not not, so, not solarity, celerity with a C, C E L E R I T Y. That's something I know how to spell because I've played a lot of Final Fantasy games. I, God, I can't oh. just. I can't. Have you ever played a Final Fantasy game? I have never played a Final Fantasy game. You, are you, are, <laughs> it sounds like you're having trouble with that. No, no. I I, I was just I was going to ask. Are you a video gamesman at all? Um, I am very bad at video games i <laughs> partly because just like i've never really played uh last week at uh, at work um at my office there's a playstation 4 and there was like a slow day so um my boss was basically teaching me how to play battlefield 4 or something uh-huh. um i i died in the tutorial <laughs> <laughs> like um i am very i do not have good hand-eye coordination um, every now and then I feel like I should get into video games cause it's, cause it's an entire art form that I am not, uh, involved with at all. Um, yeah. I'm get, since this is our, our second conversation ever, seems like you're really into books and stuff. And meanwhile, I'm like, Hey, have you played a video game or watched a cartoon? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to start hassling me cause I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, clearly we're, we're both, well, we're both nerds in different ways. You, you with you all your um, book learning and, and, and wearing you, wearing wearing your ascots and your fancy cologne. 
<laughs> um, actually, wait, wait. I've got a pretty good reading a book and being mocked for its story. Oh, yeah. Um, in, in high school, I went to meet a friend to see a movie. A male friend, like... Uh, high school was rough. Yeah. Um, but I was standing there outside waiting for him to show up. Um, outside the movie theater, I was reading a book. And this car just slowly goes by, and this guy yells out the window, why don't you go and read a book or something? And he <laughs> drives off. And I was like, I already am <laughs> reading a book. <laughs> and again, we're back to, to Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, you know, in, in, I just feel like driving by people and yelling at them was something that people were really into Um I don't know if this is a Kentucky thing or a Louisville thing, but people were really into driving by people and yelling at them when I was when I was a teen. I think I think that's that's often a nationwide thing. I've really had the strong urge lately. I feel like my my is just when I'm just walking past someone, and it could be just just a normal. There's nothing clearly even notable about the person, but I will just look at them and be filled with the urge to go nerd at them. And I don't because and then I live... you like run off. <laughs> it's much funnier if you're doing it on foot, <laughs> or if you were on a Segway. I think might be the best. Oh, that would be. Oh, I think that is the nerdiest mode of conveyance. The Segway. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe rollerblades. I don't know. I think the Segway might be worse. I actually saw a gentleman uh, riding a Segway up Fifth Avenue in Manhattan once in the bike lane. And he was wearing a members-only jacket, and on the back was embroidered an image of a Segway and the word Segway. Oh my god! He he was he was the avatar of of Segway sent down from uh, Olympus. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. <laughs> sorry, you said avatar, and the fact that there's now like seven or eight uh, different things that the word avatar could refer to. It's. The, the movie, English... the uh, sorry, go ahead. I I have I have three different uh, Segway stories. The first time I saw a Segway, I think it was two thousand four ish. And you're and referring I... to the machine, the mode of conveyance, and not yes, not, not the, not uh, the, the, the manner speech. in which someone moves from one topic to another. I we're clearly killing it at those. Please we're, continue. We're... Uh, I, I was walking. I was walking down Second Avenue, which is where I lived for a long time, and I I see a, and a guy just goes zipping down the street, and you could just see everyone kind of stop and look at him, but it isn't. It wasn't in a whoa. What's that guy doing? It was the what? Why? <laughs> uh, the second time I, I had a Segway experience, I was walking uh, to lunch with a friend from work, and um, we were on the sidewalk, and a guy on a Segway zips past us and just really deliberately cuts us off. Like he didn't have to go in front of us. He just did. There was no one, no one else blocking him on that side of the subway. He just, uh, sidewalk and he just went whoop, right in front of us. And I hope he immediately heard the peals of laughter. Like I, we had to stop doubled over because that douche, and he was wearing a suit. What he was, did he, did he spin it around backwards and then ride backwards away from you guys and go, nerds. <laughs> He he didn't, and I hope it haunts him. <laughs> yeah, that's these days, real... like, he's lying in bed. His his wife is like, "Honey, what's what's wrong?" And he's like, "You should have called them nerds." <laughs> I had a chance to call them nerds, and I <laughs> slipped through the cracks of my fingers. And I, I and I, you know I just imagine that he's done that. He, like everyone else, 
He's done it so many times. He's cut people off on his Segway and then, you know, done a, done like a, a couple of spins and just not, not just one rotation, just to, you know, get a little showy and then come back nerds. But, you know, he saw us and for some reason he, he missed his chance. He, he froze. And uh, my, my final Segway experience was when, um, since I, I, I work at a, at, at a technology publication, we briefly published a magazine called Sync, S-Y-N-C. And it was sort of a an attempt at a Maxim kind of tech lad mag. And Sounds it was, reasonable. Yeah, and it was not good. It was a terrible magazine. And um, but the the sync and the sync, but this you know this was this was kind of before even this was again like two thousand four two thousand five, the before you know the the whole cool office thing you know where it's like oh we got ping pong tables and a beer fridge and you can you know ride your scooters all around. This was sort of before that, and also we were not, you know, we were mostly a print magazine and not, you know, cool, groovy startup. <laughs> uh, not cool in any way whatsoever. Not cool, no. We were a fa- <laughs> in, in the, the death throes of the print industry. <laughs> but, but we had sync, and um, in, in our office there's sort of a T intersection where you, you know, come down from the main cubicle area to where, you know, the bathrooms and the kitchen are. And I, I'm com- I was coming down that way, and I see... A guy standing at the T intersection with like a shirt held out in his hands, like stretched out, and I, I'm like, huh? And then a guy comes zipping across that T intersection in a red Segway, and the guy pulls away his shirt, like, you know, bull style, <laughs> like, you know. This was at one twenty in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, it was. It was in the um... middle of the workday for no reason. I have I who who can who could even say why that magazine failed? Possibly because it involved there was a spread of a lady just like licking an iPod Nano, <laughs> and I was like, oh, so gross. Yeah, so gross. Um, I actually I was just thinking, can you imagine the amount of infrastructure you would need to own a Segway in New York City? Just in terms of you'd have to live in a building with a garage. Yeah, and like. A pl- an outlet in the garage and like that I don't know maybe some sort of security cameras that other residents wouldn't just constantly knock your Segway over yeah I love I love that the, the, the concern is not stealing your Segway <laughs> someone would <laughs> just would like bully push it over every, yeah yeah <laughs> I oh, actually I would push it over <laughs> I always wonder when I see I see people uh, occasionally maybe like once a week I'll see someone on a full size adult human being on a like a razor scooter but like the yeah. big like fancy ones the ones that cost way more than razor scooters um and you remember when those were actually like for a while it was reasonable for adults to get around on scooters yeah it was it was considered a thing that cool technology minded people might do is ride a giant $180 scooter around. Yeah. And I still I see people doing that now, every now and then. I always wonder, do you think that there's a percentage of the population that one day, every year, wakes, or like, like one day, a guy just wakes up and he's like, I'm scooting. I'm scooting <laughs> from now on. Or do you think that these are people who've had their scooters since, like, 1996 or whenever that was, and they just never saw a reason to stop... Well, to not... stop riding a scooter around, they've got they've got the the jacket with the embroider on the back. Never stop scooting. <laughs> Never stop scooting. 
Um, Lift up their shirt for the big, you know, gothic font tattoo that says "Scootin' for Life." Scootin' for Life. Everybody, everybody else above the age of five fell away, but they're true believers, and they're not gonna. You can't stop them from scooting, unless you make it illegal for them to ride scooters in the bike lanes, as you should. <laughs> but then, then they become rebel scoots. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if they, I do, they, do they like being called scoots, is, or is that offen- offensive? That's, that's probably very offensive. Yeah. Um, speaking of offensive things. Yay! I actually, I listened back through our last podcast several times. Uh, it was interesting how many times we talked about how racist we are. <laughs> um, that's, uh, I, mm, uh, You are, ra- yeah. I, I like to... F- because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that I am certainly racist on some level. We're uh, white, of course we are. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that I'm like default good guy racist. You try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, um, we, you know, we're we're white people who were raised in the South. It's, yeah, it's gonna. Or you know, we're white people in America. It's yeah, gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the I don't know if you followed the whole Colbert thing or also got on Twitter at all at any point over the past, like, four days. Yeah, I, I caught the um, periphery of it, and I was just like, oh, boy, I'm gonna... I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna not gonna take... engage with this at all. Because um... I have the problem that I, I am a regular user of Tumblr, which is... Um, it, which would, will get that, the the fury and the, the dust-ups, but in, in a much uh, younger, um, shriller... <laughs> yeah. Much more furious, uh, man. So I don't, I, I don't, um, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you guys, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get involved. Yeah, I'm not gonna engage. Um, I have nothing of interest to say about that whole thing. Um, yep. I don't, I don't even want to, it's, you know, I realized something the other day, which is, and this is actually something about technology, but I think it also applies, that's my dryer going off in the background if you're hearing You that. have a dryer? I've got a washer and a dryer. You. I can never leave this apartment. Oh. Um, this podcast is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's I'd... your computer going out the window. No, that was me, no, that a... was me dramatically throwing my, my headset. To... We have a washer and a dryer, um, and it is you don't have to as tell me good, how good as it is. you think that it is. It's better. <sighs> it is much better. <laughs> It's it's also one of those things that like no matter no matter what we can't move out of this apartment because we we'd have to go back to that to your have, to your real life. Yeah. Well, I have I have since I moved since I when I lived in Manhattan I would just take it I I I, I did the drop off service because I'm like I have I I it is worth me, my life to not <laughs> sit on mat or ever do that so I would do the drop off and have pay someone else to do it for me. But now I have someone who will come to my house and pick up my bag of dirty clothes, and then he takes it away. Well, first, I, I, I've gone on to a and website. sells it on eBay. <laughs> yes, I, I go to a website, and I fill out a form that says, please come to my house and take my, my filthy clothes. And then he, he arrives. It's a, it's a very handsome young man. He arrives. He takes my filthy clothes. And then he goes away for about two days, and then he comes back. Yeah, I generally understand how laundry services work. And, and and but and and then and he you know I it's it's the fact that I pay for it with PayPal that always makes me 
extra delighted. Like it's like you're buying ebooks, but not from somebody who's a who like has a uh, billing system set up. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, just, it's, it's my laundry. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I um I just feel like during the years, the very long years where I uh I took my laundry to a laundromat and I sat there and I watched it go around. I don't think I ever got all of my laundry dry once. No. No. <laughs> or you... I got like or I baked everything. Um It's awful. Yeah, it's it is terrible. Uh people who don't live in New York or No, I feel like in most other metropolitan areas people I don't know. There's a there's people a, have houses. There's a higher yeah. likelihood of of you having a a washer and dryer in your home or yeah. in your apartment in in other. Well, this is this has kind of been my my whole last week has has been you know kind of a culmination of me having a complete breakdown about how I want to leave New York because I hate it now. So I'm yeah, looking. Yeah, it's rough. Um... I'm looking. The the weather might be in almost in the 50s this week so i might still live listener if you if you live outside of new york um i don't know if you're aware of this actually you probably are because uh, everyone always talks about new york York all the time we feel bad about that too but um uh persephone has been kidnapped by hades and oh wait no it's not persephone yeah, it is. Was it Persephone? Okay, Persephone's been kidnapped by Hades. Segway. Her mother... Segway was kidnapped by Hades. Segway. Her mother, Prosperina, has uh, in her, in her, um... wow, no, that's not, that's not working. Yeah. Set uh, aside. No, uh, what it actually is, is because de Blasio dropped the, um, the groundhog. <laughs> and he, he cursed, he cursed him and his administration. Um, he is a frost giant himself, so. That's true. <laughs> we have a very uh, tall mayor. Yeah, that's the joke. Our new that's, mayor is incredibly we tall. We don't have any other jokes about him yet. No, not yet. I mean, I've lived in. Well, I've lived in New York for this. This I'm. I'm entering into year fourteen, and for <laughs> almost my entire uh, tenure here, it's been Bloomberg. Yeah, <laughs> I got. I got like the the extended terrorism remix of of Giuliani, and then Bloomberg. Oh my God. So I'm I'm just giddy. I'm there's, giddy to have a whole new mayor with his. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. With his, Well, I, I was I was thinking as like okay, New York City. Our our first lady of New York City is a uh, black lesbian poet, and then the uh, I would I don't know if it counts as first lady if they're not actually married, but of of the state is Sandra Lee of, <laughs> of semi homemade cooking, and they have seven Christmas trees. And it's ridiculous. So I'm like, okay, New York, you got that going for you. Yeah, you got yeah. I mean, where else are you going to find? Probably everywhere. I'm sure yep. every state has a weird mayor or something. Um, I think. I think. Well, actually, it's funny because there weren't really jokes about Bloomberg other than like the joke about Bloomberg is that he was really rich, and he was like kind of a jerk. Yeah. But uh, he put in bike lanes, so people didn't. People weren't too mad at him about. We tried to policing. take our soda pops. Yeah, yeah. And our trans fats. It's really funny that like people got really mad about the the most innocuous things that Bloomberg was doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, boo, we can't have a big soda. Please continue to frisk black people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might have soda. <laughs> definitely definitely redevelop downtown Brooklyn into like just giant condos. 
but certainly don't ban I remember when people got mad about him banning smoking in bars. And now that's, that just seems <laughs> it seems like it seems like oh that's that's like getting mad at people banning like murder. <laughs> yeah, now whenever I cuz it's as far as I know it's still legal in Tennessee to smoke in bars. I can't remember. And whenever you you go to a place where it is still legal to smoke in bars or restaurants, you're like, "Oh, this is gross. This is hell." Like, I, oh, I, you come home and you're like, oh, I smell disgusting and it was awful. I went to, yeah, it's actually, it it blows my mind when I go to a place where they're still smoking in restaurants to see people, like, smoking a cigarette and eating a bite of something and then smoking a cigarette. Um, Because I can't imagine how that works where it doesn't just taste like you're eating cigarettes. Well, maybe they would like to be eating cigarettes, but it's not socially acceptable to do it in <laughs> just, public. Just cram a whole packs of cigarettes <laughs> just, into your mouth. Just, you know, do make a nice, like, little julienne and sprinkle them on a salad with the bacon bits. Um, I was in a I was in a restaurant in Beaver Dam, Kentucky, where, uh, like, we walked in, and they were, like, smoking or not, and there was, like, a gr- there was this, like, great 10-second moment where everyone was, like, smoking or not, and then we realized <laughs> that, like, there was there was a like this was a place where there was still a smoking section and and then the record scratch and they're like it's like we got us some city slickers so we were like non okay the restaurant was one big room yeah there's no there's not really when the waitress walked our food to the table while smoking a cigarette (laughs) (laughs) and like it was it was fine food um but we 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 got a piece of uh, meringue pie, lemon meringue or coconut meringue. I'm not sure for my mother, and we got it, you know, in a little to go thing and left. And we we got in the car and we we're like, man, what still smells like cigarettes? It was the meringue. Oh, <laughs> the meringue itself smelled <laughs> like cigarettes. Okay, this is where I have to admit that um, once uh, several Thanksgivings ago, uh, I was with friends and for dessert, uh, my friend had made a a um, a whiskey pudding, um, like a like a you know, the British pudding where it's all steamed pudding. And then with a, uh, uh, or maybe it was whiskey ice cream. But yeah, it was with, yeah, there was another pudding, an unrelated pudding. Um, and uh, that's, that's the, there's the, the title of this episode. <laughs> unrelated pudding. pudding. I was going to uh, call this episode nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be obvious. Um, <laughs> it was um, whiskey, whiskey ice cream. And then he made a, a tobacco syrup. A tobacco infused wow. syrup. So when it, so when oh fancy pants is in is in San Francisco, she's like, oh yes, put tobacco all over my food. It's so great. But then I'm like, how dare you smoke in the bar? Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. It's just I remember going to shows in Kentucky before. It, like this is the crazy thing. In Louisville, you can't smoke in restaurants anymore. Our state is made out of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, but going to shows in Kentucky before, and, like, you'd have to take off your clothes outside, like, just to the degree to which you would just reek of cigarette smoke. And, and, uh, and, and just in your hair forever. Yeah. It's crazy that, like, we were okay with a system by which people who did not smoke would go out to a bar and basically smoke a pack of cigarettes just by standing there. Yeah, and you know, I, I I had have I made a couple of my friends really mad at me once when I was in in my younger, more like devil's advocatey, like South Park libertarian phase that many of us hit in our early twenties. 
it's unfortunate it happens we can we can we can get better we can move on now we can we can learn that other people you know deserve to be cared about (laughs) (laughs) deserve you know help but i i would say i was like well you know you could have it you know let let it be if since it's a private business let the let the you know owner decide whether or not they're they're going to be a smoking establishment and you know they can pay like an extra you know licensing fee and they were like no it's horrible because you know whoever is working there will yeah. have to smoke and i'm like oh well that's their choice and then uh i go back in time and then kick myself in the butt and then you start then you got jobs <laughs> then you actually <laughs> began working and you were like oh i yeah. get it no i had i know i i had i had the job that i still have now oh <laughs> <laughs> this job i've had for 10 years it's Ugh. actually it's it's really funny um so so listeners you may be listening to this uh, on on Tumblr or through our website. I haven't seen that dot com, mm-hmm. um, which which was put up in in a remarkable amount of time. There's there actually, I believe, uh, Whitney's doing everything. Um, I love, I have you completely fooled that I'm like a podcasting expert. Well, the thing is, I was like, wow. Whitney, like, really got all this stuff together really quickly. It's almost as if she produces content for the internet. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about that last time. That's a literally That's technically what my job, job title. Is. Although, uh, since I, I, I went to Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and I, I fell in love, and now this is my, my current goal, is I want to leave this garbage town and go live Go in... to that garbage town? Yes, where it's warm, and, <laughs> uh, and, and people have washers and dryers just everywhere. Um, well, you know, some people here have washers and dryers. <laughs> Fuck you, pop them. Uh, um, and um, what the hell? You, you've distracted me from my point. So, you're moving to LA like everybody, everybody else. Yes, but uh, yeah, that's what I. Did. Oh no, I was looking for. Uh, I was just like, okay, I'm going to um, do a little little monster.com search for for my job title, and and you know what doesn't mean the same thing in Los Angeles? Producer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, but I should just be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a producer with 10 years experience. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do whatever. <laughs> I get a lot of uh, I get a lot of job like things like Monster.com or Creative Circle things for editor like like word editor and not like <laughs> image editor. Um, we need more specific words. Yeah, English language. This is the, 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 we've got the segue problem. We've got the <laughs> avatar problem. There's Editors a couple of Segway and Avatar problems. Let's <sighs> also, Avatar is it's a Hindu word, right? Like, I believe so. Yeah. And it was, I think William Gibson took it. Oh, that dick! No, I what? that nerd. No, I like William Gibson. Everybody likes William Gibson. His new book's coming out in October. Is it called Nerd? Yeah, it actually the plot is very nerd. Uh, well, I think because his last couple of books have been set in generally current day mm-hmm. and have been like fairly light on nerd um and this one i think there's like super soldiers <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh will billy billy boy um no he he gets have he, you have you like, seen have you seen johnny mnemonic the film i have seen bits and pieces i've also seen that haircut that keanu reeves has which is like kind of the haircut that i want i i kind of had that haircut when I when I was like fourteen, um, but Henry Rollins is in that, right? Oh yes, he is. He's great. 
And I was starting to think that that Dennis Leary was in it, but no, Dennis Leary just kind of plays the same character in in everything in um uh Demolition Man. Have you seen Demolition Man? Um, have I seen Demolition Man? Oh my god! Sorry, uh, uh it's happening again. <laughs> my wife just brought a plate of sushi in here, kind of <laughs> randomly, like the exact same sushi. I think um, I was. Uh, we, er, before, earlier, I was like, just, hey, I'm just having this. a little Sunday sush. I was like, I'm going to record this podcast, and she was like, should I silently bring food in? And I was like, ha, that'd be funny, but I didn't really, ex- I didn't think it would come to this. <laughs> but um, but uh, sorry, uh, Henry Rollins, Demolition Man, Dem- Demolition Man. Wait, is that the one with Wesley Snipes? Yes, it is. I don't remember Dennis Leary being in. The- oh wait, he was like the prophet guy. Sorry, I'm thinking of Dennis Hopper. <laughs> you laugh, but there's a lot more in common between those. Dennis no, as that- as I was laughing, I was like, no, that's fair. Yeah, I can actually see Dennis Leary playing uh, King Koopa in uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers, which I have seen. I have s- not seen that. Oh man, I've heard good things actually. Like. Not good. Like it's not a good. <laughs> I have heard things. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining though, and yeah. and it's that's one of those you know great kind of like how did this get made stories where it just everyone had the worst time and it made no sense. I and feel whoever like was writing it, it was book. a passion project. Yeah, probably, yeah, there probably is, or at least an an oral history on some website on vulture dot com. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, but I wasn't sure. You didn't want to offend the vultures. No, because um, uh, some vultures, the yeah, vultures are scary. They'll, uh, they'll they will throw up defensively on you, and their stomachs are just just swarming with disease. Oh yeah. Um, the thing about the vulture oral histories is that now they're just like now that's the just their default format for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did like a couple of like cool oral history things this last week, and then it was like guy from Vampire Weekend talks about how they recorded their first album as an oral history, and I'm like, I this isn't really the signing at Appomattox, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't really need an oral history of how that album got made. And I feel like you maybe need more than one person for it to be. Yeah, a, yeah. Because you need to be picturing in your head like the like a Ken Burns kind of. So, so we've both seen that established. <laughs> the Civil War. I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. My dad had all of the VHS tapes. My mom made me watch it because I was homeschooled for fifth and sixth grade. Huh. For reasons that I don't remember, and and can now n- never know. <laughs> but that that's one reason I'm so strange. It's <laughs> because I was isolated from my peers for two years. Um. I dropped out of uh, high school in uh, my senior year and moved to New York and uh, got a job at a record store. And um, it, it was nowhere near as cool as any of that makes it sound. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> no. much lamer than you would think. No wonder you had such strong opinions about high fidelity. Yeah. You know, that, that was the thing is that everybody who at that period of time who worked at record stores would like, Badmouth high fidelity, but secretly like had a thing for it. Secretly go home and watch it every yeah. night. <laughs> Cry. Um, not record stores. Do you remember those? N- no, I never went into them ever. Really? You've never been? You've never seen the inside of a record store? No, I have. I have. I'm from. I'm from Nashville. 
where you know music city usa <laughs> where every store is a record store yeah because everyone behind the counter is probably um a failed country music is uh, that true it's a it's a it's a thing I, I don't think i've ever gone on a flight to nashville where there hasn't been at least one person with a guitar case True, true story. No joke. Eyes, eyes shining, ready to make it in the big music city. We're ready to ready to go back and try, keep trying. <laughs> yeah, God bless him. Or sometimes. Sorry, go ahead. Although, although I, I guess I'm like yeah, you're you're leaving New York City to go fulfill your dreams in Nashville. Opposite day from me. <laughs> well, it worked for Taylor Swift, right? Maybe. I don't. I haven't read the vulture oral history on the life of Taylor Swift. I want to go back when you were talking about cool oral histories. My brain heard cool world oral history, and I would love to hear the oral oh, yeah. history of cool vulture dot com. Yeah, because I because really because have you seen have you seen Cool World? Uh, I, you know, I remember being a kid, like like maybe eight or something, and. Cool World was playing on like TNT and I was watching it because it had animated characters and I was like this is like Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit right and watching it and just not understanding why I really didn't like it <laughs> and being like look oh, there's animated people I should be liking this <laughs> but I did not like it and I've never seen it since I saw it as a as a as a youth on I think I I, well, I imagine TNT would get the uh, edited version. I think I saw it on one of the premium channels and Ooh. got to see the the full weird anime animated sexiness. That movie's got definitely in the file of this is where fetishes were born. Yeah, that's what happens. Like <laughs> I I mostly just remember the very end. Sp- spoiler alert for Cool World. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> that's the, not what this podcast is for. Well, you know, this, this this is only the second episode. We're still figuring out what we want to do. Well, you we could just buy the domain name, so I kind of feel bad if we're like aggressively changing <laughs> the name, the like style of this podcast. Although the style of this podcast is literally just us saying words um, into a microphone, and sometimes some 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 little um, coughs, hisses, uh, eating of sushi. Yeah. Um, that was actually me drinking some beer, but uh, mm. uh, a lovely, a lovely uh, three p.m. on a Sunday. Like, Don't judge I, me. You haven't had my life. I, I haven't. This is this is what this is for. We're learning about each other's lives. Uh, my my <laughs> when brother. We start my, drinking. My 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 brother, my dear sweet brother, had a um, he knows you know I had a rough week, and uh, he had a bottle of rye couriered to me yesterday, which that is me, incredible. Which may be the sweetest thing anybody has ever ever done for me. Oh yeah, definitely. What kind of rye? Redemption rye. That's a good rye. I got it's a very sorry, tasty, very tasty. I got a rye from some upstate place that yeah, eh, not a big fan. Eh. Was it Hudson Valley rye? It was some like Finger Lakes Distilling Company rye eh. or something. Because um, I've had the Hudson Valley ones and I'm like meh. A lot of them. I think when a lot of like places start making whiskey in the first couple of years pretty much everything is very corny like it's like it tastes of corn very heavily and i think that they just put it out there because they're like we made this liquor <laughs> it's alcoholic even though someone not, someone will drink it 
Yeah, and after a, after a couple of years, they figure out how like to actually char a barrel <laughs> and pour liquor into it. But until then, it's just like, yeah. Whatever, whatever genius started to market white whiskey is oh yeah a genius because that is that is the best way to you know get hipsters to pay for pay you know forty dollars for for whiskey that you didn't even bother to age. It's not good. It's not. It's 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 moonshine, and it's not even good moonshine. Yes, white whiskey is terrible. Um, although I've got some apple pie moonshine. Well, that stuff is great. Really? Yes, that stuff is dangerous. Because the it problem just, is, sorry, go ahead. It just tastes like apple pie, and then you've you've had it all. Yeah, and that's while watching Justified. Actually, um, I have a I have a tale about uh, moonshine. Um, um, have I mentioned that my father was the commissioner of corrections for the state of Tennessee for three years? No. Well, my father was commissioner of corrections for the state of Tennessee for three years. Go on. When I when I was around like between the ages of seven and ten, and uh, that that's led to a lot of uh, strange things in my life, um, and uh, like I had um, I've been inside uh, several prisons. I've I've smelled where the electric chair, not like the room where it is. I didn't like get my like. It's like, oh no, there's a child in there, and she's sniffing the seat. We need and to. That's that's where your fetish came from. <laughs> it's really hard to fulfill. Just, just I just need to smell burnt murderer, <laughs> burnterer. I mean, this could be a. This is basically what Showtime's looking for now that Dexter's off the air. It's a young woman who's just 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 on a quest. To smell electric chairs. <laughs> and she'll maybe do... the most unappealing thing I've ever heard of in my life. And, sh- and she'll do whatever it takes. Uh, Sorry, continue. The and uh, we had a, a, a portrait of of my father because he had a, he had a photo of him that was in all the prisons in in like the administrative offices, the the warden's office, and it was just sort of a standard like, you know, this is your your the picture that they take you know, blue background. It was like a yearbook photo for a 40 year old man, but someone painted a huge oil painting, like a, like a three foot by two foot oil painting of my dad with like the Tennessee flag and the, the, the U S flag. And, and, and we had that hanging over our fireplace. It's just like, (laughs) yes, the the glory of the patriarch, you know, Um, was that person currently at that time incarcerated? I think so. And uh, this is this is moving to the other weird thing that was in our house is that um, there were two inmates, one of whom did very beautiful calligraphy, and the other of whom did very uh, he was very good at watercolors, and they they had teamed up to make things together, and um, and I'm just gonna you know I I I have this uh, fantasy in my head that they fell in love and now they both they both got out. They're both free men now, and they, they they work together still. But um, like when my when my grandmother died, they they made a um, a like a beautiful watercolor painting of a rose, and then calligraphy of the Irish blessing, and that was framed on our wall. And then the the best thing is that we had a, a hand, a fully hand illustrated hand, um, calligraphed, calligraphed language words. Who knows how they work? <laughs> of of um, uh, twas the night before Christmas done by inmates that we would bring down with all the Christmas decorations every year. So what you're saying is being the director of corrections for a state gets like that nets you some swag. Yeah. 
And to get this to moonshine, it was uh, one time my my uh, dad. I think it was when we were on my way on the way to my brother's graduation. He he went to UNC Chapel Hill, and we drove through the through the Smokies. And you know, he had some some guy he used to work with in in the prison system, who had some some you know house up in the up in the mountains, and he had he had connections to legit moonshiners like. None of, none of these. And none of by these. legit, you mean not legitimate. Yeah, like, they illegal. were not licensed at all. Yeah, they had they had stills back in in the woods, and he he came out with a actual uh, mason jar of white lightning, which lived in the back of our freezer for several years. And my mom would just occasionally take a nip out of it and go woof. So that's my so now whenever I see like you know the mason jar of of whatever brand it is or the apple pie moonshine which is a Tennessee thing that's that's one of those like secret recipes that's passed around in Appalachia for apple pie moonshine so whenever so whenever I see the the adorable little little fake mason jar I'm like ah but I've seen it for real hipsters hipsters um th- those were some good stories thanks um. Yeah. What did you? What did your dad do? My dad's a gastroenterologist, so the things we got from his office were much grosser. <laughs> no, uh, he did not bring home any of the weird things that people swallowed. I bet. I bet you know. He kind of wanted to sometimes. I don't probably... think anyone ever wanted to. <laughs> My mom had uh, her ovary removed um, because she got an infection in it. It it's it swole up to the size of a mango. And, um, and they, they, you know, naturally removed that. And, and she really, she legitimately asked them, can I keep it? I want to keep it. And they were like, no, no, you can't. God, no. She was, she was very cheesed about that. You have sullied this. Um, I actually wouldn't, don't know who would do that surgery. This, um, this surgical stage, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a laparoscopic surgery that's all i remember and that my mom had to she was like laying up in bed for three weeks afterwards and this was complaining about how they wouldn't let her well this was this was before the internet and this was before like we didn't have a laptop so she just basically had to just sitting in bed with like with like a vhs of um oh that one with uh janine garofalo and uma thurman about cats and dogs the The truth truth about about cats cats and and dogs (laughs) which i haven't seen even though my mom watched it probably five times. If there if there had been, like, my mom could have had a great blog. Like, she could have had a book deal of, you know, just watching The Truth About Cats. She could have, you know, The Truth About The Truth About Cats and Dogs. I don't think they gave book deals to people for, like, total bullshit at that point. Well, no, they didn't. That's exactly it. Uh, or you could no. not get a book deal for just watching a movie over and over. My uh, my year of watching the truth about cats and dogs every day. <laughs> there's there's been so many people who've done that. I uh, I had a roommate once who uh, watched Annie Hall every night as he went to sleep. Like you know how some people they're like, oh, I have to to fall asleep. I've got to watch television. Like I fall asleep with the TV on. He fell asleep with Annie Hall on. Um. Which is interesting because it's impossible to fall asleep when Annie Hall is on because of Woody Allen's terrible voice. Oh, and then you might dream about Woody Allen. Oh, yeah. I think, like, like I've disliked Woody Allen for so long, um, mostly because of this guy uh, and just hearing Woody Allen every night. 
And and now you're like, and it's it turned out I was right. Yeah, I was correct. Out, I, I was, was correct all along. He was awful. I I I have done the um fall asleep listening or watching something thing for years and I'm trying to break myself of the habit. But for a long time I would just put on a big playlist of Dr. Katz, professional therapist. Because that's just He's it's so you know, soothing. Yeah, it's just sort of nice kinda kinda mumbling. Occasional, you know, all, all all of your favorite comedians back in the nineties. Yeah. Before before they were cool. John Louis C. K. Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, were you gonna ask me something about Louis C. K.? I don't think I, I I think I was drinking and then I was tweeting. <laughs> I don't know. Well, people were. I think he hosted SNL. Oh, and, okay. And people um, were tweeting about it. People were apparently surprised that SNL wasn't very funny last night. Which what? I wonder what they were doing every Saturday night previous for literally like a decade. <sighs> Chuck Palahniuk turning on his television and being amazed that Saturday Night Live's not funny. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna really give him the business. <laughs> oh, gross. He's gonna he's gonna write a he's gonna write a you know uh, a great story about a thinly veiled Lorne Michaels who can only masturbate to the sound of people not laughing, not laughing. <laughs> and also biting his own asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that I, thing I, is red. I every... assume that's in every in every every Chucky P. <laughs> Chucky P. <laughs> oh, we're so. And the thing is that we went on to make fun of him on uh, on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, uh, on, I, I in, in the in the strange event that someone is listening to this who doesn't follow us on Twitter, um, that would be we are we are at Whitney Arner and at Mark Popham. Oh yeah, should we be we? Oh, well, I mentioned what our website is earlier. Yes, you did, uh-huh. and I, I have I have submitted the uh, the feed to iTunes, uh, but they haven't um, approved it yet. So I'm trying to imagine what would make them not approve it. So this is when, the, when I when I did my last podcast, I was all like, oh boy, I hope it's everything's okay, and it's 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 they don't actually like listen to your show or, or anything. care. <laughs> They're just basically like, okay, you're you're. Your XML file checks out. This is audio and not like like yeah. a virus that you're sending yeah. around. But they just you know it just takes a while because every every day some some d bag with a mic thinks they can start a <laughs> podcast. Oh, I I think I think one thing that we mentioned. Uh, okay, so we were last time we made a joke about how we were going to start like not talking to each other outside of. Uh, outside of this podcast because we'd be worried about content and like losing our content <laughs> and that has literally happened <laughs> like, yeah so I'm, like, I'm like well save it for the show buddy and now i, I don't think we've discussed anything that um, I... I wanted to talk about podcasts our uh our like street urchin friend um he'll be the, he'll be the mascot he's a, yeah. he's a little plucky street urchin he's missing uh he's missing a hand and an ear but you know he gets by Lives, I, I like it as like a gender swap WC Fields thing where like like podcasts lives with you and you just you just uh, with Uncle Wit and you just don't care at all if he lives or dies. And I don't. You have no emotional uh, attachment to him at all. I have no idea where he is right now. And then then he only lives because the kindly innkeeper who lives downstairs, Chucklin Mark Popham. You've also come up with some good Mark Popham themes. Yeah, uh, well, that was my my friend Lizzie. Um, uh, 
decided she 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 created the idea of Mark Popham's popular hams, which is a good marketing. Which is almost a business I started a couple of years ago. Uh, I was... when you were, when you were a procurer. Well, actually, wait, no, this all goes together. Callbacks. Uh, okay. Done. For a while, <laughs> callbacks podcast. <laughs> Um, for a while, Call, callbacks, callbacks is another mos- mascot of of ours. She's <laughs> she's a, she's a real sassy orphan. Callbacks and podcasts. Yeah, that's the weird thing about podcasts is that he has parents. <laughs> he, he is not an orphan. They're just in a deep amount of debt to me. <laughs> um, but uh, for a while, I wanted to start a store in New York selling uh, Southern goods like hams. Mm-hmm. We're also there's a lot of like artisanal stuff. Oh yeah. Made now. Plus the stuff that was always artisanal, but nobody called it that because nobody was an asshole. Uh, and now, like certain types of grits are highly prized, mm-hmm. and they are produced in exactly the same way that they always were, but are now sold for much more money. Well, if you had started that that store, I would be there a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like looking around in Kentucky for people who made country because country ham. Let's let's speak on country ham and how it's impossible to find up here in new york but it is very delicious it is it is so you can start um making ham in your apartment since i cannot start making ham. i actually researched this but Um, you might you might have to get rid of the washer and dryer yeah Uh, or i could make ham in the dryer yeah i think that clean it out and just cure it just have it going i'm pretty sure mythbusters tested that once I'm sure they did. Can you cure ham in a dryer? If if they haven't, I'm gonna like invent that this is a. a an oh, you internet. mean like every myth that's on MythBusters now? It's They're just, just like some shit they made up. It's like we we've been doing this for 11 years. We gotta keep we gotta keep doing this. Although I described myself as as a as a MythBusters Myth Booster last night because I'm a I'm a fan of them. Get out of <laughs> Which, here. That's something I, I said to a friend in in I am, and I had forgotten that I did it, and I was like scanning over the what did my drunk ass talk to her about last night? I was like, oh, I describe myself as a MythBusters Myth Booster, while engaging in my current only um, activity, my only um, hobby, which is watching Top Gear constantly. <laughs> That's yeah, all I do you, now. You've got, I mean, you know, James Bond has just been deserted. Well, I did. Well, the last James Bond movie I watched was. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies, which kind of, kind of was horrible. So I'm, I'm, so that's a Pierce Brosnan one, right? Yeah. Uh, and is that the one that ends with the like Siberian hacker being frozen? Yes, it is. Because that's the only thing I know about that movie. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Although that was the one of our our rejected. Well, we were originally. Uh, you you thought we were going to do a James Bond podcast, and I had Until to let I, you, I had to let you know that there is another J, there's a James Bond podcast done by actual comedians, and it's great. And that's and it in fact <laughs> listening to it is the reason I started watching all the James Bond movies because as established, I have a podcast problem. I'm I'm trying to remember why we decided to watch Moonraker. I don't remember at um... all. Well, I think it was I was talking about I was I was just kind of live tweeting. I don't know, Doctor No or something, and you were oh, like, yeah. let's, and you're like, let's watch Moonraker, and I, and I was like, oh my god, yes, let's watch Moonraker, and to, and that was and one of our our rejected concepts um, that uh, that was I coming back to you know just watching uh, the truth about cats and dogs every day for a year is that we would each week we would we would watch Moonraker again and and find I am, I am so glad that we did not decide to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, you rejected that out of hand. I cannot, I cannot express to you how happy I am that I have not, not just watched Moonraker <laughs> <laughs> for the third time. Oh, I'm. I want to watch it again, but that's going to be kind of a reward for me after you know some of the rougher films. Well, since there's such, there's you know, there's only there's only 23 James Bond movies. And there's I, only like three good ones, maybe. What do you think the good ones are? I mean, actually, no, they're all ridiculous in different ways. Well, they're all. I well, that's. I have enjoyed all of them, even the ones that I I didn't. Really, that I didn't. Well, the the two I've seen two Roger Moore ones now, maybe three. Which is the one where he goes to Haiti and fights black people? Uh that yeah, that that was um, <laughs> Live and Let Die, because which was bonkers. That one is explicitly like it's not that he's fighting Haitians or that he he's just fighting black people. Because in the beginning, he's in Harlem and like random black people on the street are, like, talking into shoe phones about him and, like, commenting on where he is. Yeah. Um, and yet the next day I was like, you know, that was actually kind of... I might watch that again. It was so weird and so off, just just completely batshit that I was like, that was pretty entertaining. Which is, like, it's how, and how Moonraker... Oh, and that's the one where the guy gets blown up. And by blown up, I mean literally... James Bond stabs him with something that inflates him like a balloon, and it, the special effects are terrible. It's amazing. It's the worst thing ever. I think I, and I, I was like, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in a movie. Just, it just blows up. It is and, legitimately like something you'd see in a bad James Bond movie ripoff. Yeah. Um, but it was great. It was great. And I've, I've seen like seven or eight of the James Bond movies now. I have not, I have not yet experienced every Bond. I still have to see uh, a Dalton movie and uh, oh, well, we were gonna watch a Dalton movie. We were gonna watch um, the one with Christopher Walken. And actually, how have we not watched the one with Christopher Walken and Grace Jones? I think. Well, I, I have to decide when I watch that one because it seems so good. I can't. I mean, I kind of want to save it. That's the jewel. You know, maybe we should watch that and like. We should watch that and maybe talk about that at some point. At some or point, we'll just we'll just do the Twitter thing we did before, and I'll get kicked off of Twitter because I've you been posting too you much. Got tw- you got tweet jailed. I I don't understand how I've never been tweet jailed. Because I think it's because I use a client. Because I know they they will they will block you from tweeting if you've tweeted more than a number of times in a hour. And I constantly tweet. I <laughs> way tweet- more than anyone reasonably should. Really. I just um I just put uh, time hop on my phone, which is a little app that like you hook it to your various social networks and stuff, and it will it will send you a little message that's like here's what you were doing a year ago, and um, no, I tweet. Don't yeah. tell me. <laughs> I uh, I tweet so much that it can't even access the ones from a year ago because <laughs> if you go through my archive, you can only get back like a month because I think Twitter only actively holds like 3,000 tweets in your archive and I'm like okay that goes back to Tuesday but oh this is another thing that uh, we had mentioned last time about like how I how I tricked ver- some celebrities to follow me on Twitter oh yeah um, I, wanted, I wanted to know I was like why does James Urbaniak follow you you know I think James Urbaniak follows me because I tweeted at him about Phantom of the oh of the Phantom Paradise of, which I have seen yeah because um, I was a tween who loved the Phantom of the Opera? 
really that was your impetus for that well as in as in the andrew lloyd Webber musical my That's... my impetus was that i was a teen who loved marijuana <laughs> and um <laughs> well that was i just i just watched ev- i think I, I watched every phantom of the opera variant that was available in the early mid 90s including the phantom of the paradise which i was outraged about i don't remember why uh, it's terrible. Mm, yes, <laughs> I think I think probably... I think it was. I was upset that it did not uphold the uh, the sentiment of the original work, which isn't good. Oh, the Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. No, I mean the actual literal book by uh, oh. Gaston Larue. Not good. Not a good book. I'm not a huge fan of the entire intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's something that I have such a. De- it's it was such a part of my dumb youth of me being like 10 and i had a glow-in-the-dark sweatshirt that's adorable (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was well there's a you know certain certain phase that um i I think i talked about this on my other podcast uh that there's you kind of have like you're you're a phantom girl or you're a lay miz girl and then but then you know eventually (laughs) both of those might might metamorphose into a rent girl wait no that's (laughs) That's a that's almost a, a thing I think. <laughs> or is that's, that only rent boy. Um, that's pretty good. Um, I don't agree with that, and I don't want to think about it, frankly. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I want to banish it from my mind, but. Uh, oh, this was something I was talking about a while back about not wanting to engage with things and realizing <laughs> that one of the, I think one of the great things about growing older is realizing that you don't need to engage with things if you don't. Like you don't. I I always wondered why my parents were not into the internet. Why they did not find it like and and now now that I'm married and I talk to people who are using dating apps Oof. or it's it's fun because dating apps they come out every like new dating apps come out like every 6 months and everybody moves over to a new one and I don't have to learn anything about it. And people people will tell me about it and give me like ideas about the user interface or what the central idea is, and I can just ignore all of those words. <laughs> yeah, like I know that there is something right now that exists that's called Tinder, mm-hmm. which I which somebody told me I was like, so it's like Grinder for straight people, and they're like, yes, but with less uh, guaranteed sex. I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, or like I. I do not understand Snapchat, and I, and I don't I, need to. I have just started using Snapchat, and I only have like two people who who really regularly send me anything. And but I have I have greatly enjoyed it. Okay, just, why would I use Snapchat instead of just texting you a picture of a dog? Because that's the, what I'm going to be using it for. There's little goofy like you can you put a little caption on it, or you can like draw on it. It's just a you know kind of the the ephemerality of it is is kind of part of the enjoyment because it you know you look at it for how like six seconds and then it's gone forever i don't under i don't understand why that would be a good thing yeah i didn't get it i didn't get it either and then i tried it and i was like all right this is a fun thing to to and you were replaced by a pod oh yeah by a pod person well hey i i i occasionally get snapchats from one of the creators of night vale so bite it. <laughs> okay, I'll bite it. That's, that's true. That's pretty good. Um, uh, it's been very important for me to realize recently that if someone is is mad at me on Twitter, if I have, you know, I, if someone is, is, is you know, if either some rando 
or just you know somebody who I you know, or me I'm, because you were talking about rent girls. <laughs> uh, that I you know I just I can just not respond. Yeah, you don't have to care. I don't. Ha- I don't. I. I I don't owe anyone on the internet a response to anything. Except for me, because we have a popular podcast together. <laughs> you need me on here, damn it. Mark Popular Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I gave your dog a new name. Yeah, that was good. That was good. You're really good at p- puns about my name. Yeah, you got a good You got a good pun name. Yeah. Mark Pun Name. Mark Pun Name. <laughs> That's not a good one. Your, your dog, Bark Puppum. Uh, the cool thing is, is that the other night you did a hashtag of my name, hashtag Mark Popham, and I clicked on it, and there's one other tweet there, and it's it's the it's the British, um, racing news writer, like someone tweeted something and used his name as a hashtag. Oh, um, I uh, there's another. Well, there are several Whitney Reynoldses because it's they're both those are two reasonably common names. Um, but the one who has totally screwed up my my SEO <laughs> is um, there's somebody who uh, well somebody her name is Whitney Reynolds who hosts what? like a like a weekend local like chat thing in chat show in Chicago in the Chicagoland area so it's weekends with Whitney <laughs> you and should then... start weekdays with Whitney <laughs> I have to do weeks with Whitney it's <laughs> it's constant. Um, I like the idea of you doing it and pretending to be her. <laughs> I sing, single Whitney female. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you seen single white female? You know, I haven't. That's one of those things where I think people make that reference a lot. Like, you know, oh, I single white female her. Although they probably don't anymore. I'm I, since I'm a I'm an old. I guess olds olds probably continue to make that reference. But I feel like. Uh, People who have not seen that movie ever will make uh, you know references to it. But that's one of those things that culture has absorbed. Yeah, one of the one of the great Steven Weber vehicles of our time. I was going to ask you if you had seen back when I was back to earlier in this podcast when I was very confused about what this podcast was actually about. I was going to ask you if you had seen Pitch Perfect. I have not seen Pitch because Perfect. one of our first Twitter interactions was me asking you if you had seen Pitch Perfect. <gasps> I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh wait and i almost feel like maybe it was because are you into acapella music i uh i was in an acapella choir in high what school. was it what was it called it was it was called the hillwood acapella choir oh okay yeah i thought it was going to be a comical pun name no i think that i think you have to get to uh to college before or you maybe... earn a comical pun name for your acapella group before you're you're, you're called something like uh nothing but treble yeah, yeah. Um, just, that's the crazy thing is that it seems like this movie is literally made for you because it's like vaguely a parody of like it's it's mocking acapella, but then it's got like what I assume is mock- very good acapella music in it. Macapella. Maca- maybe is is that are you just making up new puns now? I, I am. It's a it's a it's a disease. It's an illness. <laughs> Oliver Sacks is gonna do a paper on you. Uh, I tried to think of a pun. Yeah, me too. I was like, I was nothing like, pun trouble. Like, Wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. That's the man who mistook his wife for a shit. I don't know. <laughs> I like the man who mistook his wife for a shit, but Oh no. Oh I have a 
I have an odd question for you. Go on. Actually, I'm not sure if I, this might be, it's okay. So I, this may be a little early in our relationship to ask this, but I'm trying to establish something about a male, males of the human species, about men, if you would, um, through some comments I've heard, some, some discussions, some various things over my life. Um, I am wondering if there is a, um, that if, if it's a common male fear that you might shit the bed. Have no. You ever- <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Jesus, no. I have never. Okay. So I guess I've just, I've just, uh, I've just known some, some weird dudes. Some dudes with a problem. Who like, have that's, the- that's legitimately a medical condition that they should have seen to. Oh, it's just, it's a, you know, they have never even remotely come close, but they still have a, a worry. And, like, a consistent worry. You know, just, a, like, an occasional... Like, not that every time they go to bed, they might shit the bed. But that, you know, maybe you might, like, drink too much and, and woken up to have, have made pickles in the bed, as, as Roast Beef the Cat said. I, my feeling is, is that anyone who says that, despite what they say, has shit the bed. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not just a fear that would emerge out of out of a blue sky there's clearly like something that occurred some uh, some source tragedy there i had a friend ask her boyfriend and and he he thought about it very seriously he said i i don't i wouldn't consider it a fear but i have sometimes had dreams about shitting the bed and then woke up afraid that or about i guess i didn't i don't know if it was just a a non-specific shitting dream which i have never had yeah again (laughs) What I'm saying to you is your friends are sickos and yeah, should be yeah. monitored by the government. They well they they are. We all are. <laughs> That's true. And and the reptiloids, you know. Yeah. I uh I really like the idea of somebody at the NSA like actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> they're on to us. They're on to us. Well, but you were telling me you were giving me you were telling me like the actual stats on our last podcast, like the number of people who had access the file. Yeah, and um uh... I feel like it has to be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's very high. Uh, because my, my old podcast, um, which which may come back any day now, you never know. Um, although uh, my, my co-host was, was very busy today because she had to uh, uh, write about murderers. Because now she she works um, uh, doing like various intake things for inmates. Oh, it all comes together. Oh, it all comes back to prisons. But when I that one, I would be like, okay, let me look at the stats. So it was like a hundred downloads, but this one was like five hundred, and that clearly something must have gone. There must have, there must have been a <laughs> there must a glitch. Be a um, it's it may oh. just be because of all my clout. Oh yes, all the decay. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know your clout? You know, I signed up for Clout, and immediately after doing it, because people would, like, joke about it, and I was like, this is a comical thing. And immediately after doing it, I regretted it. Um, and, I yeah. See, I, I, you know, I joked around about Clout. It was just, like, a goofy thing, because we were like, hey, I got a lot of Clout, and your mother. Um, but then, and Clout, but then I started, Clout started sending me stuff. And that was, that continued to be funny, because they sent like me. Like, emails or, like, Physical chocolates. items. Physical items. I got sent a bottle of nail polish. I got sent a um, a four pack of Red Bull. I got sent an ear thermometer. <laughs> I got sent a five dollar McDonald's gift card. And then there was sort of a lull. 
And this is this was after, and then then then, then after I was like, I'm gonna build my brand. They started. They things got real. They had severed ears, <laughs> a yes. tooth. <laughs> that that was from clout with a C. So, um, but they they had well, this again. This is not like literally clout. This is whatever brand that clout is partnered with. You know, um, they had two bottles of alcohol bike messenger to my office. What? Yes. Maybe I should start working on my brand. Ha <laughs> ha, as if that's not my only waking thought. <laughs> we need gotta, gotta work on our brand. I gotta tweet at more celebrities and ask them to follow me. <laughs> I've never actually done that, but I feel like that's very, that's maybe the lowest where you're just tweeting at Kim Kardashian being like, hey, follow, follow me back. Me. The saddest, just, just a mountaintop somewhere, wind whipping around in a voice going, hey. Follow me back. It's I always am am weirded out by sometimes people will like in various like auctions or kickstarters like one of the rewards will be you know so and so will follow you on Twitter for a year and I'm like I don't I don't I want to earn it. Yeah, well, also like the if it was just that they're gonna follow me on Twitter maybe, but for a year just makes me think that that person is gonna like every every time I tweet that person is gonna look and be like. Oh. God, Only I can't wait for this year to be up. Like you know, looks at a, looks at a calendar, marks yeah. off another day, and it's like, oh, getting that, closer. Just got to make it. If that person unfollows you after the year, that means that they've spent the entire year counting down the moments till they could stop reading sentences written by you. And there's so many ways on Twitter, like with lists and whatnot, that just because you follow someone doesn't mean you ever have to look at what they say. Yeah. Oh. So that's garbage. There's something I want, and I, I, I like I, I almost tweeted it, but there, I, I think it would be really funny if on on um if my friends started on their birthdays asking because have you ever seen when people are like tweeting at celebrities going, hey, can I get a retweet for my birthday? You ever see people that? People do that to Ron Perlman a lot. <laughs> I saw Ellen Page was uh, I I and I would genuine I think it would be very funny if people started. My friends started doing that to me on their birthdays. Hey, dude, hit me up with a retweet. Hey, it's my birthday. Can I get a retweet? And I'd be like, hey, okay, buddy, smiley face. <laughs> Man. Oh, Twitter, it makes me so sad sometimes. Well, that's everything, though. Um, <laughs> that's life. Yeah, that's, that's life. literally everything. That's life, Mark. Um, and it, look, we're all in the gutter working on our brand, but some of us are looking at the stars. And thinking, God, those stars have good clout. <laughs> yeah, look at all the clout that those stars have. <laughs> Twinkling, shining, 52, and beautiful. <laughs> I had, um, in my, my senior quote, my in my yearbook, was that Oscar Wilde quote. Uh, all of us in the gutter. Some of us are looking at the stars. And um, I was, uh, I went uh, back to Tennessee um in the summer, and my brother brought out the the nostalgia box, which had which had all my yearbooks in it, and all my dumb role playing books, and all my dumb Super Nintendo game guides. And I just you know I went through looking at my at my yearbooks and you know taking pictures of them with my phone to tweet. And I took a picture of of that little bit in the back. And when I was showing this to someone, he said it says Oscar White. And I was like, oh my god, I have been out of college, uh, out of high school for nearly 15 years and this is the first time you ever noticed i ever noticed <laughs> the day, oh that's good and I, I i showed him this was i was showing this this young man on the subway and i i 
just doubled over uh, tears streaming down my 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 face on the five train because of oscar white oscar white that's incredible well who would have thought that high school yearbook teams would not be the bastion of professionalism and eruditeness not have the best editorial standards yeah yeah not a lot of copy editing <laughs> didn't didn't pass through a whole bunch of eyes before it hit the stands but that was the whole that was there was a whole class that was all they did all year was the yearbook <laughs> you had one job you had one job and it was oscar white oscar. that's 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 one of my favorite oscar oscar wilde quotes you had one job wait or did did oscar wilde actually originate the phrase you had one job yeah, when he was watching Jurassic Park. What other memes did uh, Oscar Wilde originate? <laughs> Go home, you're drunk. <laughs> I am home, and I am drunk. I think that was that would that would probably be uh, one of Dorothy Parker's friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dorothy, seriously, you need to drink some water. Go home, you're drunk, Dorothy. No. <laughs> uh, good sad times. <laughs> Alcoholism. How's your beer? Uh, uh, I finished it like an hour ago, and I've actually—I was actually thinking if I could pick up my computer and the mic and the two boxes I have it on and carry it with me into the other room to pour myself a glass of rye. But isn't that what you have a wife for? <laughs> no, that is not what I have a wife for. Well, I have misunderstood marriages. Is this—is this going to be one of those podcasts where like two guys like complain, but really sheepishly about aspects of their marriage? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, my we'd have to get another guy in here who's married, but uh, or I could just invent a marriage that I'm in <laughs> to podcasts. Uh, oh no, not to podcasts. <laughs> that guy's fuck up. <laughs> to Gary. Oh, Gary. 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 <laughs> Actually, that would be pretty great, just because the rage you'd always bring about Gary. My my shitty fic- fictional husband. My Gary. husband Gary. Gary. Ugh. You wouldn't oh, believe what he did. Yes. At your weekly D and D, so I think we should start playing D and D. I actually, I am in a. Uh, I this is this is how how extra how like above the level nerdy nerdy that I I am for than D and D is that one of my coworkers has been running a game that is that uses the the fate system of role playing, which you have not even heard of, <laughs> and and um, it is set in Restoration England. That's that's a very boring part of like we're talking like roundheads and yeah it's yeah although although there's like I there's would... like demons and stuff and oh okay fine I summoned a demon although I couldn't make it to a couple so they just took so my you were like eh, just summon some demons guys <laughs> well well yeah well I summoned a demon and then I couldn't make it to a couple of sessions and I you know I think I was I was in this was when I was on vacation in Turks and Caicos where I had had one a fabulous vacation from my grocery store. Um, and I, you know, my, my game, you know, my game members, get teammates, whatever nerds, um, you know, were yes. texting me about had, what had happened to my character at the, it's like, Oh, your character's in hell. And I'm like, like I'm that's cool. <laughs> I am uh, in heaven. <laughs> so I'm glad you're having fun. Nerds. Uh, good times. Mm hmm. Well, so that's an hour and twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Should we should we call it? 
should we should we have a question for the viewers to should we interact with humans uh, I think this so. podcast? should we try and get try and trick people to being on this podcast and we can... oh i have i have several people who are interested really i've yeah. got someone who's interested you're not the only person who has friends i know i was I, I was actually really excited because you know oh you know the the last podcast i did you know my the other it was somebody i've been friends with for 15 years so we have the same social group and also she has no clout but i was like oh gosh people i don't even know are listening to this yeah hi people um, don't even know yeah i don't think we're gonna get benito serena on here no well, he's can... he is pissed <laughs> <laughs> he could have turned it off at any time <laughs> well no he couldn't have because we mentioned him literally nine seconds before the end so he would have missed a full 50 percent of our references to him well that's his problem but seriously, he's a. Great, Although we did, we did talk writer. about him again. This you could maybe trick yeah. him again. <laughs> we didn't badmouth Kentucky nearly so much this time. Can you get James Urbaniak to listen to it this time? Because we said I'm, the same once. I'm not certain if he does follow me on Twitter, but I'm not sure if he listens to my podcast. Follows me on Twitter. He has also. He seems very busy. <laughs> he's like, uh, oh, an hour and thirty minutes of two random people jabbering. Hey man, that's what, in. that's what LA traffic is for. That's true, but I think he lives in New York, right? I don't know. You're um, you're you're he follows you. You guys are yeah, best friends. I'll you ask tell, him. You tell me. <laughs> you're the Urbaniac maniac. <laughs> We're called Urbaniacs. <laughs> you're you're both urbane and maniacs. Uh, gross. Anyway, <laughs> good talk. All right. Um, I did not record uh, theme music. Because I I went to I went to Bushwick today to pick up a giant amp and a banjo case and some other things that I that a band that I was in won from a contest uh, like two years ago and that have been sitting in my friend's house because one of the band members lives in Canada and she hasn't been down to like pick up this stuff. Oh yeah, the band member in Canada. Oh yeah, she, I swear you. We we know we record stuff all the time. She's just in Canada. It's me just singing in a much higher voice. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I was like, oh, I can hook my guitar up to uh, that amp and record something that goes a little something like bam bam bam. I haven't seen that bam bam. I haven't seen that one yet bam bam bam. It's on my Netflix bam bam. I haven't seen that one yet. But uh, it well, there turns he... out I furiously threw away all of my amp cables when I decided I was never going to play guitar. Well, I'm just going to cut out that, what you just did right there. <laughs> and then play it again. And yeah. including the part where you start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's where they call me one and done, Botham. One and... One and done. I can't... I tried to, tried to pun it. I couldn't do it. <sighs> damn one it, Gary. You couldn't you'd have said one and pun, Papa. Oh, god damn it. Well, I'm, it's Gary's He's fault. Right there. Gary. Distracting me by being so sexy. <laughs> by not bringing you sushi. Yeah. That's the I mean the, the reason I stay married to Gary is because he's really hot, but he's such a pain in the ass. I hate him so much, but he's beautiful. <laughs> well, we'll be back on our relationship podcast next week, everyone. <laughs> Called I haven't uh, ever had a meaningful relationship, <laughs> which is true about me. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>